Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Abundant Life Long Beach. We hope wherever you are listening that this inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective on how God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. So this, this, this I just, I just want to share a word with you today, and I believe it's good for everybody. Right. Amen. I believe this. I believe it's a word for us all, and I believe it's something that we have to listen up and, and, and really pay attention to. I want to speak to you from the book of Micah, and, I, I, and Micah is a small book. This is one of the minor prophets in the Bible, and I don't think I've ever spoken from it before. But it's, it's in three sections. It's in uh, chapters 1 and 2, chapters 3 to 5, and chapters 6 and 7. And each one of these sections start out with like, hey, listen up. Listen, listen here. God is getting ready to tell you something. So many times we hear so much and we bombard with so much information, we begin to tune out. We, we almost, our tune out is on automatic. It just happens sometimes. We don't even do it. it just, we just tune stuff out. But in uh, Micah chapter 6, Verse 1, he starts out and says, hear now what the Lord is saying. And each one of those sections in Micah starts out, hear now what the Lord is saying. In other words, pay attention because I've been wanting to tell you something. God wants to tell you something. I believe God wants to speak to us uh, even on today. Tell us something that we need to hear. We need to make note of. We need to pray about it and say, Lord, how does this fit? How does this fit into my life? And Micah uh, 6 and 1 says, Hear now what the Lord is saying. Arise, plead your case before the mountain, and let the hill hear the voice. And then in verse 8, he goes on to say, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. I want to speak to you today about expectations. What do we expect? Because as we read this uh, book of Micah, we see the people were expecting something from God, and God is expecting something from us. We have to know what is it that God is expecting from us, and what are we expecting from God? Amen? Because we miss it sometimes. And you know this, this miscommunication so many times where I'm looking for you to do something and you don't, you're not, you're not, you didn't know I was looking for that. Right. And you're looking for something else from me and I didn't know you were looking for that. Amen. <laughs> because it's just a misunderstanding. Right. Frank Lowry, speaking about marriage, says one of the culprits which destroys marriage is a thing called unrealistic expectations. Okay. Unrealistic expectations. A man expects his new wife to act and respond like the women in his household. Tell me, is this realistic? I mean, it, it, it touches every area of our lives. This problem of unrealistic expectations, it seems to be throughout our society. Think about it. Do you really, really expect everyone and everything to be done your way? Do we really? Is that realistic? Is what you expect of me and what I expect for you, is it unreal, really? We have to begin to stop it. It's, it's in every aspect, you can see. It's in your job. It's, 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 it's in our marriage. It's in our relationship. It's in our friendships. It's even in our faith. What do we expect from God? What do we expect from God? Jesus said in Matthew, God is our Father. He is the only perfect Father. I've come to that conclusion. Amen? 
Jesus in Matthew chapter uh, 6 verse 9 he says when you pray say our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name those two words our father speaks of relationship and love this is a powerful word he says I pray that you don't miss it A.W. Tozer in a book that, uh, called the, the, the knowledge of, of the holy made the statement what comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing for us. It, it, it determines uh, and controls who you are, what you do, and what you expect. All right. Oh, saints, go with me, thank right, right. There are three questions that I want to examine. Just break it down in three questions. What do I expect from God? What does God rightfully expect from me? And what can I expect from God? What can I expect from God? When you, in Micah, the first, second, and third uh, verses of chapter 6, he, he talks about, he, 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 he tells them that, that bring your case before the mountains, before the hills. Bring your case before the foundation of the earth. He tells people, he tells people you come on, bring your case, because I'm bringing my case before you. God says, I'm going to bring a case of, 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 about the people. In other words, it's almost like a courtroom scene. When you bring your case before me, what was you expecting? What, did, what, what are you upset because you didn't get it? And I'm going to tell you what I was expecting and what, you, what I didn't get. Amen? Okay. Praise God. We're going, to, we're going to break this thing down. We're going to get this thing together. Amen? Okay. What, what, does, what, what, what did you expect from your Heavenly Father? What do you expect from your Heavenly Father? And what does what, what do you really expect? Do you expect to be rich? Do you expect to be good looking? When you get saved, you I want to be rich. I want to be good looking. I want. I want do, do we do we expect to have a great family and a great job? And I expect my life to be blessed. And I expect to have good health. And I expect no troubles and no problems in my life. Maybe you fill in the blank. What do we expect from God? What are we asking? If you ask the average person. What do you expect from God? Some of them might even suggest, well, I just want him just to watch. Don't say nothing. Just don't interfere with my life. Just watch it. Just, and just and just and just help keep me safe from troubles and, 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 and problems. I don't, you know, just, just kind of protect the umbrella around me and just, you know, put me in a cocoon and watch over me. Amen? Right. Oh, but wait, when we think about it, when we look at the Bible, we see that with Abraham and Moses and David and Paul and, 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 and Peter, all of them suffered and many died and were killed. Right. So we see that there's going to be trouble in everybody's life. Yeah. Right. So when we ask, what do we expect, amen, from God? We've got to re be realistic. Uh, with, with our mouth, we might say, oh, I don't expect God to do all good things for me and protect me from all the bad stuff. I don't expect that. But then when something bad happens, we get mad at God. Right. We get mad, we abandon the church, and, and we turn our back on God, and I ain't praying anymore. But we say we don't expect that all that. But when it comes down to it, we really we gotta be honest, amen. And it even spills over into our lives. What do we expect from our earthly father? What do we expect from our uh, earthly relatives? What do we expect from people? What do we expect from others? Amen. It may be a good time to reflect and look at it. What do we expect? And then let's go, well, what, do, what does God expect from us? What does he rightfully expect from us? But let's back up for a minute and look at God, though. What God loves us with an everlasting love. Look at the kind of father we have. What do we really, I know that that's one of the things I love about God. When I pray, I think about that. 
When I think about God, I think about that, that he loves me, praise God. Oh, he loves us with an everlasting love. He right. loves us, amen, with an agape love, with an unconditional love. He loves us with a sacrificial love. Right. He gave his son, hallelujah, his son gave his life, praise God. Yeah. He loves us, amen, and this was the way, and he's our example, saints. Our, our earthly fathers, are, uh, they're, they're limited and, and we're flawed. And this, and this is what blows my mind in my prayers. The Lord was saying, you know what? I took all you imperfect people and messed up people and put you together and you go to church, amen? And you right. don't serve a perfect God, amen? Uh -huh. And you, I put you imperfect people all messed up and, and flawed and everything in a family. Now you love one another. Wow. You, you can come on and love one another, amen? Praise God. You said, well, I have to put up with, nah, -uh. you love one another. This is what he's calling for us to do. Amen. In other words, uh, but, but Christ Jesus, he gave us the power to love one another. Yes. Don't think it's beyond you to love someone. Amen. He even calls on us to love your enemies. Yes. If you can love your enemies now, come on. Yes. You must be able to love everybody else. Jesus commanded you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Hallelujah. Love, really love. Not just love in words, not just say the words, but really be loving God. Hallelujah. And love your, amen, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. And this is what this is what this, this thing comes down to, saints. I mean, I can't, I can't get away from it. I tell the Lord, I don't want to preach about love. And then he said, no, you're going to preach about love. Amen. In St. John 15 and 12, he says, love one another. He told his disciples, love one another. Look, tell somebody next to you. Love one another. As I have loved you. Amen. He wants you to love one another. And look at how Jesus loved us. That's too much. That's the way you to love one another. Praise God. Love one another as I have loved you. God has given us parents. He's given us parents. He's given us someone who loves us and guided our life as we matured and grew up. Amen. And he said, you still love them. Amen. And children, he's given us, uh, commanded the children to obey your parents. Amen. And it's like you, it's like you say, okay, Lord, I trust you. It's, it's God. God says love, so we say, okay, I'm going to do it because I trust God. And God hasn't steered me wrong yet. Amen? Right. Amen. Children say, I, I'm going to obey my parents. Now, sometimes I think they messed up. Sometimes I think they're telling me wrong. You know, but I'm going to obey them anyway. It's a little like when you, when you get paid. I learned that after a while, amen, when you get a job and you get paid, God is really your paymaster. You, you got a job, amen, but he's given you the ability to do the job. And, and when you, you, you're not, sometimes you're like, I'm sweating, I got to go in to see the boss. Uh-uh, you don't need to sweat, amen, because that's not really your boss, amen. Amen, you, God is your boss, amen. He's going to provide for you, amen. He's always provided for you. He hasn't seen his seed begging bread, praise God. 
You always, amen, because he looks out for you. And I do my job. I'm going to be the best employee there. Amen. I'm going to be an example. I'm going to be, but I'm doing it as unto the Lord. Amen. Yeah. I'm doing it as unto the Lord. And this is the way we do. We love, amen, one another. And we love and we trust God. Amen. It's, oh Lord, help us. It's because, look, it's two hindrances from this love. This is what God expects from you. He said, what does God want from you? He wants you to love. Okay. But there's two hindrances that come against us. One of them is unforgiveness. That's one thing that prevents us from love. We can't, I can't love you if I can't. I don't forgive you. Right. I'm still holding this thing. I mean, I can't. How am I going to love you? I'm still remembering. I remember, you know. I'm, uh, amen. And, and the other thing is judging. Yeah. Judging others. That's good. The Lord commanded us to love one another, and he said, don't judge. If you look, amen, at the Sermon on the Mount, when it gets to Matthew chapter 7 and verse 1, he says, judge not. That's good. Praise God. He tells us, don't judge. Uh, Jesus goes on to say, why do you look at the speck in your neighbor's eye? You know that scripture very well. You can finish it, amen. <laughs> amen. And you got this big beam in your own eye, Amen. Don't, don't, because, because we all got specks in our eyes. We all got beams and we got something wrong. We've got to come to this conclusion. Amen? Praise God. Uh, this judging, sometimes we judge others and, and we, 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 we judge to see if they're worthy of our love. We, we check them out. We look them over. I don't know if I should love you and or if I should respect you. I'm not going to respect you. I'm not going to look. I'm checking you out. I'm watching you really closely. I want to be sure I don't love you and respect you and anyone who doesn't is not worthy of my love and not worthy of my respect. Amen. We really, really, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the judging is an ongoing process. And some of us have made up our mind already before we even start judging that I, that I already judged you. And, and nobody's worthy of my love because we've been burned so many times. Amen. I've been burned. Amen. I'm not, I'm not, you nobody's worthy of my love anymore. But I want you to tell you that that's not the will of God. God is, is, is in our life to turn us around, yeah. to shape us and mold us. If we'll let him, if he'll let him. If we think, well, I'm okay, I don't need nothing, I'm just going to church as a formality. Amen. I'm not hearing pastors preaching every so I'm not going I know all that stuff. I got those. I know those scriptures. I know. I've been studying. I've been going to Sunday school. I mean, listen, God is changing our life. He's changing. I'm looking for him to change my life. I want to be changed. Amen. Praise God. One time I prayed, Lord, I, I was trying to fix this and fix that. And, and I looked at myself and I said, Lord, just make me over. Yeah. Just, just scrap it and start over, Lord. Make me over, Lord. Praise God. I mean, sometimes we just have to get down and, 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 and let the Lord do what he would do. Listen. In St. John, the 8th chapter, the 15th verse, he told the Pharisees, he says, your judgment is of according to the flesh. And this is what blew my mind. Listen, this is there, you can read it for yourself. St. John 8, 15. Jesus says, I judge nobody. When he was on earth, he didn't, he didn't even judge people then. He's the great one.
one who we all have to stand before. He's going to judge us all one day. He is the judge. And he says, if I judge, it would be right. Amen. But when he was on earth, he didn't judge. And that's what we need to do. Not stop to get out of the jail. We, we take jobs that we're not, uh, we haven't been hired for. We haven't been hired to be a critic. We haven't been hired, amen, to be a judge. Amen. We haven't been hired to do that. Some even take, they even go beyond that. Not only do I judge you, I'm going to punish you too. I'm punishing you, amen. Amen. You know, don't call my house no more. Man. And don't look at me and don't look at my children anymore. And amen, I'm going to punish you. Amen. I'm, I'm fixing you. Listen, God, listen, God didn't hire us for that. That's God's job. Amen. He says, amen, I will repay. Amen. Praise God, it's not our job to do it. Amen. James 4 and 12 uh, asks the question, what are you, who are you, who are you to judge anyone? In that question, amen. Yes. Jesus is the lawgiver, praise God. In Romans 14 and 10, declares, we must all stand before Jesus one day. He's the one that's going to judge us and he's going to judge us one day. Amen. Amen. Jesus uh, uh, so, so he says, in the, and this is another scripture you can you can remember, Romans fourteen and thirteen. He says, "Do not judge anymore." I mean, that's clear. You go, does he mean? I wonder if he does he. You know, oh, this is clear, amen? amen. Do not judge any anymore. So when we love, uh, do, 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 what, what what does God really require of you? He requires you to love, right? And, and, and when I was, you know, it was interesting because uh, Pastor Donnie was talking to me about speaking for uh, on Father's Day. And, and first I was talking about, I was going to get a Father's Day message. And I had all this list of father, good father does this, good father does that, good father. You know, and then when I got to this, amen, when God gave me this thing about love. <laughs> when God gave me this about love, he said, well, when you love right, everything falls into place. Amen. When you love God, like, amen, nobody has to beg you to read your Bible. Right. Amen, you want to know what God said. Right. Amen, you don't be saying, well, can we live together because we love, we love each other. Can we just move in together? Amen, well, you know it's wrong because it says in the Word it's wrong. Right. And you read your Bible and you found out it was wrong. Amen? Amen, when you want to know what God wants you to do, you want to know what God wants you to do and what He doesn't want you to do because you want to please God. Amen. When you love right, you want to read your Bible. When you love right, you want to pray. Amen. Nobody has to beg you to pray. You want to pray. You want to stay in communication with God. Communication has destroyed families and marriages and businesses and governments. Amen. Communication. We want to stay in communication with God. When we love right, we want to come to church. Come on, somebody. Say amen. Amen. When you love right, you want the assembly of God. Amen. When you love right, amen, you want to watch your tongue. The right. Bible says, amen, James talks about that tongue, amen, is evil. We got to, we got to, God put the lips and the teeth there to guard that tongue, and it breaks out of, and it comes out anyway, amen, it says what it want to say, amen. But we've got to control our tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then, and then, and then Acts, it, it'll, it'll, it'll teach you to act right. Just remember this script. Write this one down. Amen. You got a puzzle of paper. Ephesians 4, chapter 4, verses 17 32. Amen. Goes right on through. Amen. Everything that we ought to do as believers. Praise God. Yeah. Mainly, we have to put off the old man. 
He said, stop acting. Don't act like the Gentiles. Don't act like you don't know God. Amen. Put off the old man and put on the new man. Amen. That's, that, that, whole, that whole, whole, whole chapter, just look, just look through it. So there was a young man, and he went to propose to his girl. And they were looking out over the beautiful lake. And he said, darling, I want you to know that I love you more than anything else in the world. And I want to marry you. And, and I'm not wealthy and I'm not rich and I don't have a yacht and a Rolls Royce like Johnny Green, but I do, I do love you with all my heart. And she thought for a minute and then she replied, and I love you with all my heart too, but tell me more about Johnny Green. <laughs> like that. We love it with all our heart until something better comes along. Amen? Love the Lord. Amen? But we got to hold on and love the Lord with all. This is a simple message today. Nothing complicated. Nothing long crazy. We got to pull out our hair. Amen? It's, but it's, 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 it's powerful and it's hard and you can't do it by yourself. God has to do, do, do it through you. God has to do it through you. Well, years ago, I was on a job, and, and, and this guy and I were just clashing. I was beginning to hate this guy. I mean, I found out he went to the boss over me, and, and started badgering off of me. And I was, oh, and and God, and, I, and then about that time in, in church, we were studying about love everybody, you know, <laughs> and pray for him, you know. So I started I prayed for him. The first time I prayed was, oh, it was pitiful. <laughs> Lord, you know, bless him, you know, son. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't praying, you know? And then as, 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 as I realized that, Lord, check me, and I began to pray, and I began to cry out, and I asked, God, you help me, you've got to do it. And God began to change me and change me so that I didn't feel that hatred for this guy anymore. And so if you're struggling like that with somebody, I want you, I just want you to know, I'm a witness. God can change you. He can love people through you and re and stop looking for the perfect this or the perfect perfect father, the perfect mother, the perfect child, the perfect sister, the perfect whatever is no perfect is not there. Amen. Amen. They got they got sex in their eyes. We got bees in our eyes. We just our job is to love them. It's not to straighten them out. It's not to punish them. Our job is to just love them. Isn't that an interesting what God did? He put all these messed up people and said, now you keep loving them. Y'all love one another. Go ahead, love one another. Praise God. And as we begin to love, we become a testimony. And God begins to use us and bless us and bless our lives. Come on and bless the Lord one time. Amen. We want to thank you for tuning in today. To learn more about our ministry, please visit AbundantLifeLB.com 